Welcome to the Made Possible by Podcast, where we have conversations around good with community-minded individuals. We hope that today's episode inspires you to go out and do good. Hello, and thank you for joining us for another conversation around good. My name is Tracy Zerdin. I am with Made Possible By, and we say that we love to make good loud. We love bringing people on the show who are doing cool things in their community, who are community-minded, caring about others, and we just love to make their stories out in the world bigger every day. And I'm excited to have my... Tell me how you say your last name. Hearn. Hearn. Okay, yeah. see, I... I, this is my second podcast that I've been like totally trashing somebody. I get it wrong. Name, so my, yeah, <laughs> no, you're good. It's something I've done, well, which I'm sure we'll get into, but I, I've done a lot of podcasts yes. and I still get people's names wrong. Yes, well, so. I'm asserted. So okay. yeah, I get yeah. that. I get that. So Mike Hearn, welcome. Thank, Thank you. you for coming. Mike is with This Is Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Now is that, is your real estate, and we'll get into more of that, but is that under that umbrella? What, what's your real estate? My, so... No, it's not, okay. uh, which I've battled with a lot. Kind of, yeah. should I make it the same thing? Do I want to keep it separate? Uh, it's separate right now. Okay. Um, my real estate, I guess my LLC is Red Dragon Real Estate, which is Red Dragon is the Welsh logo. Nice. Um, but obviously that's, I don't have my broker's license yet, so okay. I'm under a brokerage still. Okay. So nobody really, kn- only like my bank knows my LLC, and now you guys for the business, okay. but it's under... A brokerage, nice. so well, Red Dragon, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's a cool logo. So, yeah. is it the you mean logo like on your flag? My national flag okay. is a red dragon, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, there has to be a red dragon football team, then, right? Yeah, yeah, there's, okay. yeah, and sad. I mean, they go by obviously Welsh national team, but they don't yes. go by sad, they should go by the dragons or okay. something like that. Uh, okay. But, yeah, the Welsh, the Welsh country logo, our, our like national flag is. It's probably one of the best national yeah, flags in the world. Is. Yeah, it's Red Dragon. Nobody has dragons. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's it's pretty awesome. So that's pretty unique. And it is an emoji. So if you scroll all the way oh, to the back, awesome. you can find it. That is awesome. Yeah, thankfully. Oh, my gosh. That's so cool. Yeah. So is it um, football like soccer or is it rugby? Both. Both. Yeah, okay. rugby I think is traditionally are like our national sport okay. uh, but they play football as well okay. so yeah my husband played rugby in college and so i got introduced it's a lot of fun. to the whole world oh yeah they're crazy that's see when you grow up around it you don't yeah. think it is right yeah. and i never i played a little bit yeah. but i was obviously more into golf and, and yeah. football mm-hmm. um and i think my nan tells a funny story that you know, I played my first rugby game and I she I come home and she asked me how it was and I'm like, it was terrible, I got hurt, I'm never playing it again. Uh, but, you know, the same with American football out here and other sports. If you learn to play it right and tackle right, you won't get hurt. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's essentially football with no pads. It is football with no pads. Yeah. yeah. That, that kind of blew my mind a little bit. Yeah. It's a different world. So you've clearly we've already broached the subject. Um, Mike is not from here. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't sound like... Can you do an Oklahoma accent? Uh, yeah. Not when I'm asked to, though. It's weird. I've got to be like kind of in... It might come out later just randomly if I can think of it. When but you're immersed. Yeah. You start doing it. Yeah. The whole y'all and Yalls. stuff like that. It yeah. comes out. Yeah. I'm fully time. transferred, though. Yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah, you're here. Yeah. I spent some time in South Africa, and by the end of the summer, I was starting... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. To sound like that. And in yeah. my mind, it's Harry Potter... Of course, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, they they have a really cool, like, I think New Zealand, South Africa, and Australia, and the UK, we all kind of sound the same to everybody around the world. Yes, but not. But not to each other, yeah. It's very distinct. Yeah, Afrikaan has a whole different... Oh, it's it's an amazing language to listen to, yeah. Yeah. But it's impressive. It is, I know. So it, we'll have to listen to see if we hear anything. Yeah, there'll be a few things. Any it's, it's the A's that, that come out. So sure. it's like the we back home pronounce our A's differently. Um, you know, like typical tomato, tomato. Mm-hmm. Like that is like, it's it's the, in every word that's different, it'll be the A that stands out that makes it sound okay. off. So, okay. yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have thought of tomato, tomato. Yeah. Okay, so give us a 90 second snapshot of you. Okay, so I'm from Wales in the UK. I was born in 1990. Yesterday was my 30th birthday. Um, yeah, September the 21st. Uh, sorry to date the podcast, okay. uh, but whenever this goes out, my birthday was September the 21st, yeah. 30. Uh, I grew up playing golf, um, so that's what eventually brought me to the States. I had a golf scholarship to go to Southern Nazarene in Bethany, 
and I came out here without a visit. I didn't know where Oklahoma was. I didn't know where Nazarene was. Very great. I just jumped on a plane and came out with my dad just a week before I started school. Wow. Um, and I was 20, I turned 21 uh, in the, the September of my freshman year. So I was older as a freshman, um, which was a good, a good and a bad thing. I grew up really quick. Um, and I was obviously older, kind of had an older mentality to most younger kids, which helped me be away from home. Uh, yeah, and then did, so I did four years at SNU, played some pretty good golf, broke some records, have some stuff in my name back in the university. Nice. Uh, and then kind of got, um, you know, when, when you're an international student, you you get a one-year work visa. So through my degree, which was a marketing degree, you know, I found a job, which ended up being real estate. Um, the guy who introduced me to real estate also introduced me to my wife. So... I got married, and then that's how I'm here today. So still doing real estate, still married. It'll be five years in February, and yeah. So I do this is Oklahoma now, which kind of came from real estate and building a community and growing a database that way. Uh, but yeah, my mum, uh, mum and dad back home, younger brother who's five years younger than me, so he'll be 25 in December, which is crazy because he's you know still he's just my little brother yeah, never, uh, never never so yeah mom and dad are back home they love visiting they love coming okay. to see oklahoma okay. um my dad came with me when i first started college and then my parents then came for my graduation for four years so they only heard you know stories about what it was like and then when my mom came here for graduation with my dad and my brother they were like oh we get it now like we love the people here we see that you have good friends around you you know okay. you're getting taken care of kind of thing yes. um which the graduation party was the first time they met my wife as well, which obviously she was my girlfriend at the time. Okay. Um, but my dad said to me after the party, she's like, she's awesome. You should probably marry that lady. I was like, thanks, dad. Okay. <laughs> Appreciate it. And he was right. Yes. Uh, but Have yeah. Have thought about it at that point yet? Oh, uh, no. We'd been dating for like three weeks. Oh. Yeah. Wow. And he, he was, was like, like, oh, yeah. This is the one. Yeah. She's, I think back home, traditionally, Welsh people are quite short. Uh, come from like a mining kind of background people are a lot smaller and you know I'm kind of my granddad's tall so I get my height from my granddad and my mum's side and I'm tall I'm six foot one so back home I'm tall whereas here I'm average height yeah. kind of thing so my dad's at like 510 and he comes out here my wife's 510 and walks in in heels and he's like whoa this tall beautiful <laughs> American you know oh yeah so he's like she's awesome you should marry her so okay, we got married that. yeah we did get married and then on you know about a year later awesome. so that's I kind of the snapshot it. i love that your dad just laid it out there oh yeah just yeah do this. just do this yeah and my mum was more like you know are you being taken care of like you know you've got good friends around you like it's okay that you if you want to stay it's okay not you know we miss you come home oh, that's, so that's nice that was good as a yeah mom, i would be like you're going where oh yeah yeah and we try and go back and forth every now and then and and when i first came to college i remember calling you know i went to walmart and bought like a pay phone it was not a you know there's no iphone i didn't have money for an iphone in yeah. it was 2011 would have been my freshman year mm -hmm. so i bought this like terrible phone i remember calling my parents on it uh, and we had face we didn't have facetime we had skype okay because um, i didn't have a, any apple products um and now over the years like you know i'm skyping and calling my parents you know every other day kind of thing so it's much easier now it's much, much easier. so even it my is. grandparents are on facetime so <laughs> which is awesome it. i love to see yeah. those videos of the grandparents trying to figure out the oh yeah i've got one of the time my granddad's 83 and i've had one time he's like i can't hear you i don't like i like you know they, they only live at a mile from my parents so i called my mom i said and i call him gang gang i can't i couldn't because i couldn't say granddad when i was okay. a kid so it's so i've all and he's always been gang in um, I said, Gangan can't hear me. Can you figure that out? She's like, Yeah, I'm about to walk the dog up there. I'll let you know. He was holding his finger over the 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 like the volume button, basically. <laughs> so, <laughs> so can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just I just didn't turn the volume Sorry, up. Just didn't like, have it right. Yeah. That's so what was your first impression? You were very brave, just getting on an airplane. I'm gonna yeah. go to school here. This is how it is. Were you like these people are a bunch of hicks? Oh it, yeah, it was. I, well, I so my first kind of experience was um, would have been first like listening. I had a phone call from my coach saying, "Would you like to come to university?" And I remember having a you know on the phone with him. I was sat in my bedroom back in Wales, and I'm like, either the connection's really bad or this guy just talks really slow. 
Uh, and obviously, it's just a talk a lot slower than what I was used to back home. Because we kind of like, if you're in Wales, you kind of mumble and string words together. Um, whereas, you know, here you kind of just take your time and have a conversation and take a deep breath and whatever. And our, we use our A's a lot longer. Yes, yeah. <laughs> so that was kind of my first like American kind of interaction. Because um, never really met that many Americans before then. And then I first came out here and I'd, I applied late to school. So I kind of applied to go after I graduated in 2009. I was that whole kind of summer I was planning and accepted to go to a different college in 2009. Uh, my dad lost his job that summer, so I couldn't go to college and I went to work and I worked at the golf club. It was the easiest two years of my life. I worked <laughs> behind the bar at the golf club. It didn't open till 11. It you know, in the winter, I shot when it got dark, which back home it gets dark at four thirty. So, nice. it, and we got paid very well. I got tipped good, and you know, just they just took real good care of us. And I played. I was a member of the club, and I, I played for the teams for the club. So I was kind of well known. And when you're a decent golfer, and people obviously know who you are, it helps when you're behind the bar and they see you every day. Yeah. So I did that for two years, and and then realized I don't want to do this for the rest of my life. I should probably apply to go to university in the States. And I never really wanted to go to school or university back home. Um, it's a three-year school and the golf season's in the winter and it's miserable. And there's not the team culture that it is here. You, know, you don't travel, you don't represent a team. So I reapplied and I applied late and I got one offer and it was SNU. So it was like, I'm going okay. or I'm not. This is where uh, yeah, and we didn't have enough money to go on a visit. Uh, so I was like, okay, yeah. like I'll YouTube it and Google map it and figure out what it looks like and yeah. let's go. So when we landed, um, we took off. I left the house at like 3 a.m., drove to the airport, three-hour drive to the airport, jump on a plane. I got flight was at 9. And the first time I'd flown anything more than four hours. So we're flying into Chicago. It's like seven-and-a-half-hour flight. And I'd fallen asleep on the plane, which is awesome, right? You want to sleep? Oh, yes, you do. Yeah, and I wake up and I'm like, oh, I've just had a great sleep. And I look at the map and like we're like passing Greenland or Iceland or whatever that. I think it's Greenland. And I'm like, we're not even halfway yet. And I felt like I just had a full night's sleep. So flew into Chicago, then flew down to Oklahoma City. And the that summer, it was the first. It was the record amount of days over 100 degrees that summer for 2011. So I've just come from, you know, like 50 degrees and raining um, to, you know, over 100 and I'm in jeans and a hoodie, uh, you know, and I'm flying in thinking, where are the mountains? There's no mountains. Oh, this no is mountains. miserable. <laughs> and I land, I get off the plane, we get the rental car. I'm like, it's hot. Like, it's really hot outside. Like, and that was my first experience to real kind of heat. I mean, you go on vacation back home, but it's not nowhere near the same as the heat here. Mm -hmm. So, and then driving up to... Um, SNU from the airport it's not the most glamorous part of town you know you're driving it's up like not. Meridian to 39th street you know and you're driving down yes. and I'm like okay great um, like I miss you know I hated my first month missed my parents so much um, you know like which is uh, my dad was so we arrived on the we arrived on the it was the 17th of August and school started like on the 22nd so the day that school started I took my dad back to the airport and then I had someone pick me up and I was driving to the airport and it's only like a 25 minute drive. It felt like an eternity because I know that I've got to say goodbye yes, to him. Right. And it's the first time I've ever kind of had to say goodbye. And I was almost 21. Like I'm an adult, but, still, but yeah, still. yeah, it was so, I mean, in the airport and I'm watching him like, you know, check out or check in or whatever it is. And then, you know, said goodbye and I gave him a hug and, and I remember, remember saying to each other, Oh, well, I'll see you later which is kind of like just an off the hand term that we usually, you know, say back home. But I knew that I would see him in like four months at Christmas because that's mm -hmm. when I was going home next. Mm -hmm. And I walked out of the airport, like bawling my eyes oh, out. So yeah, I was just like crying. And I was like, you know, sobbing to myself. And like my ride came to pick me up. And she's like, are you okay? And I was like, oh. I, don't know. I was like, I, I feel empty. It was a weird feeling. Mm -hmm. um, have never felt like that since, thankfully. Um, but yeah, I just missed home. And the the hardest thing is, in the week, it's okay because you've always got friends. You've always got team practice or homework to be doing. It was the weekends that were the worst because I didn't, I hadn't like really built the friendship straight away. And obviously, because I was a little older, my friend group was the kind of junior senior crowd from day one. And that was kind of like, 
you know, after 6 p.m., six hours behind back home, everyone's gone to bed. So from 6 p.m. onwards on the weekends, I really had no one to speak to. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of tough. And then I finally, um, I got invited to Thanksgiving with a, a friend of mine who's now a lifelong friend of mine. And his family became like my host family and came to the wedding. And I called them like my American mum and dad. Mm-hmm. They're amazing. Uh, they invited me to Thanksgiving. Never been to Thanksgiving before. And you don't celebrate Thanksgiving. Don't celebrate Thanksgiving. Yeah. So yeah. So I went to Thanksgiving well, with them. An thing, yeah. So at this like, it was at this ranch. It was amazing. Yeah. And there was like a hundred of his family showed up from all over the country. Like, and they were a bit mad too. Well, uh, you know, it was like, yeah. It was like, this is amazing. And I, I don't know that that was just kind of like, I mean, you know, it was that was kind of like, oh, I I feel comfortable now. So and that took a few months, but at least like I kind of moved forward but yeah america in general just i was like whoa this is it's really hot it's flat um people are pretty good at golf and and another thing that i didn't like i just turned 21 and the culture back home is you know you go and watch a rugby match and you have two or three beers or you go watch a football match and that culture at snu was you know you get kicked out of school for that that. so luckily for me my my team was very international and like my assistant coach is from south africa and we had an English guy, a Swedish, Scotland, and a Colombian guy on the team. So we'd all kind of grown up in that scene. So they knew how to get around it without getting caught. <laughs> but it took a while to get, like, into the swing of things and be comfortable doing, you know, what I would feel would be comfortable back home. I couldn't just, like, walk across the street from campus and go and watch a football match and have a beer or whatever. So that was one thing that, like, that was another thing that I just wasn't, you know. And I'm, I'm not, I don't drink now i mean i do drink but i'm not a big drinker i don't i don't leave if it's in the house yeah. i don't go out and actively buy it yeah. uh, a friend of mine bought me some for my birthday yesterday but it was just a comfort thing it felt normal to me um and the culture around drinking is totally different here than it is it back is. home mm-hmm. people back home have a a social thing around it whereas here it's like party time you yeah. know and which i like as you as you get older you just like i don't want to be around yeah. that anymore i'm yeah. with the energy to stay out till four in the morning <laughs> uh, but yeah that's kind of like it was it was good i had a good time and i don't regret it at all you know no, i think i would regret it if i didn't take the risk oh, and come sure. out here for sure. so no regrets well yeah you're very brave to do that <laughs> yeah so what would you say now that you've been here for a while i mean you've been here for quite a while yeah nine years yeah what's yeah. the biggest difference between home in Oklahoma or home in the States yeah what do you think other than Thanksgiving yeah um so I think biggest difference would be uh like entrepreneurial culture is one thing that's different so back home a lot of people kind of they go to university and then they go get a nine to five and they climb you know the the corporate ladder or they stay where they're at but they get a nine to five whereas here it's like especially now and over the last kind of 10 years it's more about you know, oh, I'm going to go set up my own business. And I'd never been someone to be an office kind of person. And I'd always go home for Christmas or summer and friends be like, oh, you know, I'm doing this. And, and they have a great time on the weekends, but they kind of do their job nine to five in the week and that's it. Uh, and it's just a lot more opportunity here. I realized that I kept coming back and there was people starting businesses or I was asked, you know, what do you think of this? And, and never had that back home. And still to this day, it's still the same. Uh, I think it's because a lot of the the way the tax structure is set up back home, people are very heavily taxed back home, depending on how much money you make. And it's the last time I checked, it was like you you pay from I think it's like twelve thousand to forty thousand dollars a year. You pay twenty percent tax. From forty to one hundred and forty, it's forty five percent. So there's no like so you could make sixty thousand dollars a year. And get taxed forty five percent and not make as much kind of you know there's a yeah. there's a weird disconnect wow. there so there's no like there's no reason for you to go out and try and make a hundred thousand a year or because you just so why yeah and that's the out here it's like if you work hard you can make as much money as you want to make you can just you work hard at it and you find something that adds value to people and you put in as many hours as you want mm-hmm. so that's another thing that's different um, the food obviously a lot different we cook a lot at home um and my family growing up we would maybe have a takeout meal once every two weeks um and that might just be my you know we didn't have a lot of money but that was kind of our treat mm-hmm. or maybe once a week we'd grab 
cliche fish and chips on the way home uh, <laughs> or we go out and get that kind of a Chinese takeaway. Okay. Um, but still, people do a lot of, like my mum also helped that my mum was a kind of trained chef, so she cooked a lot. Oh, that's um, nice. Yeah, but she's a nurse, so she was working, my dad would cook. But we'd always cook at home, whereas out here it's easier and sometimes cheaper to mm-hmm. get it to go. And there's a lot more variety here as well. Like our takeout back home, there was only three mcdonald's in our entire hometown whereas here there's one every mile there kind of is. thing um that yeah thing. yeah there was there was mcdonald's kfc and pizza Hut were like the three big takeouts okay no whereas here you can you could eat for two months straight not not even eat at you home did. maybe longer yeah, yeah so that would that would that would be a big those are the big two i think entrepreneurial culture and then okay. the food okay yeah so you probably don't have food trucks not right now well so you'd have like kind of food it would be more of like a trailer um kind of yeah but it would be only at and they were mostly selling like either breakfast like kind of hot dog breakfast bun type things or burgers so but it would only be usually at big events uh game days no tailgating back home so it was game days would you know right next to the stadium there might be a, a you know a food truck selling cheeseburgers or whatever um but not not like it is here. You don't have like a park with you wouldn't have like a blue garden or something. Mm-hmm. So and the weather's terrible for the most part. <laughs> so they wouldn't yeah. make as much money. Yeah, you do have a yeah. Money. You do. Yeah. <laughs> so tell me about let's go back to golf a little bit. You mm-hmm. said that um, you have a lot of records. Yeah, a few. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you um mean? so I uh let me think. Not to, I don't want to list them all. <laughs> There's not that many. Um, so I, I grew up playing golf, uh, and it came to, came to the States to play golf. So I had a golf scholarship. So my first year at SNU, I was actually ineligible, which I didn't find out until I got here. So that's probably another reason why I missed home so much, and I didn't enjoy my year because I couldn't play golf. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my sophomore year, I won six of nine tournaments. I won my conference championship by nine shots, and I was the best player in the region. <coughs> it was pretty good. I had a good junior year. And then my senior year, I never finished outside the top five, um, including regionals and nationals. Wow. So I have a bunch of kind of like All-American. I think I was All-American twice. And then a Jack Nicholas Award like recipient. They pick like the top kind of 12 to 15 guys across all uh, D1, D2, NAIA. And I was kind of in that group wow. so i have a few cool plaques at the house really um month you know kind of like athlete i would back-to-back athlete of the year as well for the conference which was kind of fun yes. um so i have the same same trophy twice with two different yeah, dates on it okay. <laughs> just kind that's of fun okay. um my most most proud stuff though is like i played for my country a couple of, i say a couple i played for my country a few times so i got to represent wales in japan in 2014 so I've flown around the world quite a bit playing golf for Wales. I played Japan, uh, Sweden. We played for the European Team Championships, and then Czech Republic, Ireland, and some other places wow. too. So that's that was like that's my biggest kind of yeah. got to represent Wales at the World Amateur was the would be the highlight of like my golfing career for sure. Right, I can see that. Yeah. But you said you don't want to be a golf pro, or you haven't ever been because you're not. Yeah. You don't want to teach. Yeah, I, it's a skill that I just don't have, and and people who watch me and know me, the way that I swing it is not very like traditional. I guess okay. not. I'm just kind of like not. If you if people listening know who Matt Wolf is, the the guy from OSU, he kind of swings it very differently. And Jim Furyk would be another one. I'm kind of one of those guys. I don't swing it textbook, so I could never teach somebody how I swing it because they would probably it's never figure it out. Yeah, it's just more natural ability yeah. than can then kind of. Yeah. But um, I do the one thing I do like to do is help people kind of get around course management. How do you get around a golf course? Like how do you play over just hitting and technique? So that's like the more coaching that I have done with just friends. It's never paid. I I don't want to take money for it because then it would be a job and I wouldn't enjoy it. That's, so That's a good perspective yeah. to know that. Mm-hmm. You're also a cyclist. Yeah, I got into cycling recently. Um, I bought a bike, I want to say a few years ago, but I, I got, I tried to enter the mid-south gravel race last year that's in Stillwater yeah. and I didn't get into the bike. So I decided to do the run 
which I'm probably never going to do again because it was, <laughs> the yeah, yeah, it was 31 miles for the run. Um, but the bike, luckily it didn't rain the Friday. It rained on the bike race and they got rained out and it was yeah. terrible. Yes. Um, but interesting, I got, if you enter the race, you get put into a raffle. Well, I won the raffle, so I get a free entry into next year's race. Nice. Uh, and they called me and said, hey, congrats, you won, you know, what do you want to do? And there's there's a 100-mile bike race, there's a 50-mile bike race, there's a 31-mile run, or there's a double where you do the run and the bike, which is... Insane. Yes, running <laughs> 31 miles and the next day waking up and biking 100. Um, so in a moment of lunacy, I decided, I can do the bike, I'll, do, I'll, I'll ride the 100 miles. So turned my occasional bike ride every month now into okay i need to train and yeah. learn how to ride on gravel and cover a hundred miles that's a whole different yeah. thing yeah that race came through guthrie twice mm -hmm. the first year it was i want to say maybe 14 degrees yeah out, yeah and it was pouring rain people there was people with broken legs oh it's crazy yeah and they loved every second of yeah it's I mad mean, it's mad <laughs> yeah, it's the first week. It's the twelfth to twelfth or thirteenth of March. Yeah, it's, it's first kind of weekend in March. Yeah. So luckily this year that it was just as kind of COVID was creeping out. So a lot of people okay. didn't come, but the people that did were you know, and it was you know, and I got to experience the kind of run on a Friday. But the bike, I'm glad I didn't have to run in the rain because the bike it rained yeah. a lot. Um, and yeah, the same guy won it back to back years, and I didn't know until after doing a lot of research how many like this the guy who won is is a usa cyclist he's sponsored by red bull like he's a professional athlete and then diving into the field the top 10 to 15 guys are all oh, yeah. professional athletes For I'm like sure. oh this is a pretty big deal, this is a big deal. i just want to finish <laughs> yeah there's people from all over the world that yeah it's it. amazing Bobby does a great job yeah very good yes so we're talking about covid what mm -hmm. has been your biggest pivot yeah seen, for me real estate really hasn't changed that much um thankfully uh people would i mean there was some uh, showing houses and they would say hey can you sanitize and put boots on to come into the house totally fine hasn't really changed that much because we're kind of spread around anyway um so that's been good and obviously interest rates have been low so real estate's been fun if you're wanting to buy a house they're still very low best time to do it um with the podcast just doing stuff over zoom for a little bit yeah. um you know just kind of getting set up at the house and making sure that you know having a microphone that it's great you can do zoom you know through your laptop but if you plug in a microphone it's amazing how it's close the quality can get to just yeah, yeah just sat here you know it's much easier yeah. i do miss the personal connection because when i've done podcasts and you know you can't it's just to, so much better in person than that but when you're doing it over Zoom, it's, you know, it's, and I did one the other day and it was a Zoom call, but the guy didn't want to come on the video. So it was just a, I was like, I was on video to myself and he was just on the phone. Oh, so okay. that was, it was okay. Yeah. Um, thankfully, you know, it has, it has, it has made me realize that I don't have to travel as much. Yes. Right. Like I can really get to a lot of people across the state yes. by just saying, Hey, just make sure your internet connection is good. Let's do it. And the great thing with Zoom is you record the video and the audio. So yes. it's already set up yes. uh, rather than bringing a camera with you and doing that. So there is good things about it. Um, but I, I crave like that. You have to have that personal interaction, especially doing a one-on-one -on -one interview, right? You've got to be like what we're doing now, sat across the table, mm -hmm. having a conversation, chatting before we record. Mm -hmm. Like the whole, I like that. There's an environment to it. Yeah. So that's kind of would be a pivot, but it's not a bad thing. We learned some good things from COVID and, you know, we learned that, that zoom is people kind of accepted the tiny lack in quality compared to this, you know these great microphones that we're using but i think people were like oh i don't mind listening to someone talk you know even if it's over a zoom call mm -hmm. rather than oh the, the mic has to be perfect and the sound quality has to be perfect yeah. so that's yeah. helped us zoom has opened the world oh it's amazing With isn't it yeah COVID. one thing yes. i didn't like i gave a talk um who was it it was two i did two chambers two talks to chambers i can't remember it was one in more i think it was more in edmund and i gave both of those on zoom and it's great but there's no feedback like they put everyone on mute except for you so i'm like cracking jokes to myself and nobody's yeah, really like, idea. like yeah. yeah is that this how it feels to be a comic and not be funny um <laughs> but those are the two that were kind of a bit you know i don't know it was it was nice to do a speech to 30 40 people 
right from the comfort of my own home because yes. it takes away you having to stand on a stage yes. which can be hard for some but mm-hmm. yeah I, I i run in person that that would be a one thing i would be like yeah okay mm-hmm. you know even do if we all do, wear masks do you do the nice shirt and the shorts that oh yeah can tell? <laughs> yeah 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 definitely <laughs> just wear a t-shirt that's clean that's exactly uh, right. and just yeah it was in like my pajamas and stuff yes. which was early i think it was april and may i did the it was month one back to back but yeah no and that's no one has any idea no they? so and that's okay yeah and i'm in kind of my office and like as long as everything looks okay behind me yes. everything in front of the camera yes. can just be everywhere yes. so i just clean a corner of my room and i'm yes. okay i've set up a little corner in my room yeah. that looks nice it has pictures it's you know it's not just a big blank mm-hmm. wall because you know we all started having lots and lots of zoom calls yeah and i've been on professional ones with like big organizations and someone's obviously sitting in their bedroom and their closet is open yeah and i'm like dude yeah shut your closet yeah exactly <laughs> or they click like that automatic background their yes. head keeps popping in and yeah. out of it oh my god that drives Anytime me nuts you move yeah and you see the shifting around it yes yeah. there's some fine tuning that needs to happen definitely but, but anybody can do yeah that kind of stuff you know with zoom anymore mm-hmm. it's open the world we did a podcast or webinar with someone from South Africa a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And it was... It's so easy, isn't it? It is. I love technology for I know, that. I love know. I Bring it. So tell us how the idea for This Is Oklahoma... Well, first tell us what mm-hmm. it is. Yeah. And how that came about. So it's basically... So it started as an Instagram page, sharing people's pictures to Instagram. I, I My senior year of college, I did I did a lot of my classes, my junior and senior, junior year and the first semester of my senior year. So my last semester in college, I had like one class I had to take and the rest would fill, kind of pick what you want. So I took a photography class. Sadly, they wouldn't let me take a golf class because that was one of the, I was like, come on, I don't have to show up. They can just, you know, Um, but so I took a photography class and I had, I'd kind of dabbled in taking photos back home, never brought my camera out with me. So I got into photography there and you know, when, when I got into real estate and got graduated, I never really, we used the school's camera, so I didn't have a camera. Um, so I started, I was always on my phone. I'm always on my phone for the most part. Um, but I was always like on Instagram or social media and trying to connect. And I, doing real estate, I was never really the, you know, make sales calls, knock on doors, lead generation type of sales. I was always the relationship building, you know, friendship kind of way whenever you're ready i'd love to help you kind of thing um and just slowly build a relationship rather than you know like i said i i hate knocking on doors or picking up the phone trying to call someone you know especially with an accent people say you know it should be really easy well it is sometimes but then i also think that you're calling from out of country so they're straight away they're like click and even yeah and today we don't i don't answer a phone unless it's someone i know and if it's important, they'll leave a voicemail or send me an email. There's plenty of ways to Google me and get get to me, right? Yeah. So um, that, so yeah, I never enjoyed that. So initially, I was always on my phone. I figured, and I love photography. Let's start sharing people's photos. So I did that, <coughs> and it grew really quick. The Instagram did, kind of like a thousand followers a month for about six or seven months. Wow. Yeah, which like was three years ago. And I'm like, this, there's something to this. Uh, you know, and I had the idea of transitioning that into a, creating a database and slowly building a friendship around a common goal or common love for the state. And, you know, we'll, I'll make friends with these people and sell more houses, so just be my database. And so the goal from there was to just share Oklahoma's, you know, Oklahoma's pictures, basically, professional photographers, beautiful sunsets, crazy weather, whatever it is, I'd share it. Um, and I was sharing, you know, five to ten photos a day which when you're posting that much on instagram it's quite a lot but it's easier when they're not your photos and you're just sharing them you know if you're posting five to ten pictures a day that are your pictures that's hard work to like get really good content so the content was already available and when i was about i was about a year in six to eight months uh yeah six to eight months in and i realized that okay I have a following here, something's going on, like what can we do with this? How can we make this bigger? Initially I thought about going the video route and going out to businesses and just doing a 10 to 15 minute video with that person, tell me about your business, you know, and and we'll post that. And I put myself on video, like tried to talk to the camera and I, I was miserable, it was terrible. You know, I had a little script and I couldn't, I just didn't do it. I was 
you know, my buddy of mine who has set up the camera and he's like, okay, like say this and say it, you know, this way and, and pronounce this word differently. I'm like, I don't know what I just said. Like, I don't even remember <laughs> what I just said. I just kind of rambled. So we scrapped the video idea and he just said, what about a podcast? And I kind of listened to some podcasts and this was, um, this would be two years ago. So podcast was growing and, and everyone was kind of doing one. Um, but there was never like an Oklahoma specific podcast. So I looked and like no one's no one had the name. This is Oklahoma on podcast. Like, great. My buddy set me up with my equipment. They said, go and record five episodes and then we'll launch it. So I went out, recorded five, and I don't think they expected me to record five. I recorded five in like two weeks. Um, just found friends, messaged people. Yeah. Um, and what led to that was I'd been kind of slowly building, like following up with people before that to, hey, I'd love to have you on when we realized we were going to do the podcast. And did the podcast and, and then we launched like May, I think it was like May 31st, 2018 it would be, would be the first five episodes. And now we're at 215, something like that. So, wow. yeah. So what happened with early on, my two buddies were helping me. They would, they would edit for me and show me how to do it. And then once we got into it, I was like, okay, I can do this now. Like, let me just run with it. I went from posting one episode a week to now I'm at three. So it's busy. Um, yeah. But anyway, so it's now it's gone to really sharing people's stories, bringing people, giving people a platform to talk about, you know, themselves, what they do, why they do what they do. Um, you know, there's so many stories like myself. If you saw me walking down a street, you just think I was just a normal guy. Well, you wouldn't know I'm not I'm from Wales unless you asked. Um, you know, and just all these stories that people have. Why are they here? They might be like me from out of state or they may have born and raised here. They're, you know, sixth generation Oklahoma business kind of thing in, in the ag industry that's, you know, nobody knows this stuff. So, and there might be people that are very well known in, in the community, but nobody really knows their backstory how they got to where they are. And, and that's something that's been really cool to, to kind of dive into people's backstories. So that's essentially what it is now. It's just a community that shares Oklahoma stories. Um, there's, you know, it's not many people that I, I don't think I've turned away anybody to interview. Um, I will not have, won't talk about politics because yeah. no one wants to listen to that. And I don't have like, I can't vote yet, so I really just don't care. <laughs> like, I happily sit on the fence and watch people argue about it, but I yeah. just... I've interviewed politicians in the past. I had Mayor Holt's been on, Cindy Munson's been on. She was really good, um, and some others. But we talk about their background. We don't talk about their political agenda. I mean, we, we may reference the fact that, hey, you're, you're in politics, that's what you do, but it's not an hour about why they want to get voted you know and mm -hmm. especially around election time i won't have anyone on around election time because it's not worth my no. time and nobody wants to listen to no. that um that stuff and i've kind of i'm just very open to you know sharing people everyone has a story so it, that's kind of where it's gone and yeah it's been i mean it's been crazy so it's been after a year i started applying to you know sending out emails to people saying hey i'd love to you to sponsor what do you think how can we help and slowly growing to get sponsors and yeah it's it's mad like i just now that i know how to edit and stuff i can run with it and i'm on my schedule and it's just you know i i always stay ahead i was 10 15 episodes ahead of you know what goes out but yeah it's i love it i never ever thought i'd be have a podcast or be speaking in front of a microphone or you know growing up being a radio host or whatever that is like i don't have a journalism degree never thought about writing or it just something that's kind of developed naturally and the, the way that I do the podcast I don't really have much research I'll do a little bit so I know enough to kind of carry the conversation but it's just a conversation yeah. about who this person is and as if you would meet them for the first time you know like what do you want to find out about them mm -hmm. so yeah it's been I obviously got some people who you want to you know the goal people that you want to get to in the interview that there would be you know really cool people but um and well known as celebrities and you know like Carrie Underwood for Oklahoma and all these kind of famous people who've come from here. Um, Ron Howard is another one that's on my list. Okay. He's a he's a director. Uh, not many people. He's from Duncan. He uh, directed one of my either production or produced. He's from Duncan, Oklahoma, and and was in charge of the Rush movie, which is about the Formula One racing. It's like one of my favorite movies. And I realized that I was like, oh, Ron Howard, cool. I know that name. Yeah. Googled him, and he's like from duncan so okay. no one knows that uh for the most part yeah so people like that would yeah. are like the goal but the ones i really enjoy it's just like getting to know people that 
that you've never met before mm-hmm. uh, and they have a crazy unique story mm-hmm. and you're like wow like nobody nobody knows that yeah. and the oklahoma thing we don't tell people do we we don't like say you know oh i have this really cool background i've done all this cool stuff you don't just kind of that's not the way we yeah that's not we are so yeah. it's fun to share that yeah. definitely but that's kind of yeah i guess a long-winded answer to, oh, <laughs> to what o- this is oklahoma great. is so there's something beautiful about something organic growing like mm-hmm. that and just turning into what it is yeah and just sharing people's stories but i love context i love mm-hmm. to figure out what makes you tick what got you to where you are yeah and those that's fascinating to me yeah it's it's different and i know you mentioned earlier you know what is the, is the podcast and real estate the same thing? It's They're separate business entities. They fuel Absolutely. the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they all fuel building relationships, and that naturally leads to you. Do you want a house, yes or no? You know, when do you – that's – so it helps. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had questions, should I make it – should I make This Is Oklahoma Its Own Brokerage? Um, I had that question this morning, actually. Uh, I don't know. I'm not sure yet. I don't want to feel like I'm selling out and doing it that way and then also if it does become a brokerage i don't know if the sponsors would still mm-hmm. want to sponsor a technically a real estate company rather than just a person sharing stories but they're both so, successful independently yeah and everybody has a side hustle exactly so it's yeah completely acceptable yeah we'll keep them keep that. them separate for now we'll see what yes. happens yeah well and plus the dragon you don't want the, to dragon, the dragon of course yeah you want, you keep the dragon. yes so you talked that you started with instagram how mm-hmm. has instagram changed since you started and how have you yeah. adapted to that uh so it's it's so at the time sharing people's pictures was kind of like you could do it but you had to be careful um whereas you know and i always reached out now i'm i've got so i've shared so many pictures and i have like a, a bank basically of photographers that i follow that are just always post great content i've asked them once i don't have to ask them again to share their photo um but when I started, people were kind of, I had to ask everybody. I, mean, I just made sure that, hey, do you mind if I share this? Because at the time, I didn't have a big following. When you have a, you know, when, when you're a photographer and somebody shares your photo and they have 100,000 followers, it's like, oh, like that makes you feel great. Yes, please. Right. But when you have 2,000, they're like, you know, what do you, why are you doing that? So early on, it takes a t- time to do that and grow. And I think that's probably the same now. Um, but yeah, so it was, I'd always ask people, can I share this photo? Do you mind? And for the most part, everyone says yes. Um, and then now I guess they've added, um, you know, the stories and reels and all this kind of other stuff, but it's the community's just grown so much. And I get to pretty much all of the podcasts I've interviewed, I've scheduled have started through Instagram. Like I might see someone on Instagram and I'll send them a message that, Hey, you look like you have a cool story. Do you want to come on the podcast? And it just goes from there and I get the email address and then we chat and then, you know, we're sat at a table now recording a podcast. So that's kind of how, how I find a lot of people. Uh, it's really easy to search things in, in Instagram. You just jump in the search bar and search a location, search a hashtag, and you find really interesting people that way. Um, and it's good as well. It reminds me, you know, if I've, if I've reached out to someone and we haven't found a date or we've kind of just like communication's kind of gone a little bit, I might see their photo in my feed. I'm like, oh, I need to reach out again to that person because we haven't recorded yet. So it's a good constant reminder. It's like a big... Board. Oh, that's awesome. And yeah. Just, everything's up there. Yeah. So you can just mm-hmm. re- remind you. And yeah. It's well, there's places, so many places that like I haven't, you know, people would never know it would be in, in Oklahoma that I found pictures of. I'm like, whoa, that's, that's here. That, that's within driving distance. Like, why does nobody know about this? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've had people comment and ask me, you know, where should I go this weekend? Or, or what's a cool thing I should do in this area? And oh, cool. yeah, it's kind of fun because sometimes I'm like, I need to research it myself and really find out because I've only posted two or three pictures about it. Um, but coming into fall season now, everyone's kind of going to the kind of southeastern part of the state, and that's a really beautiful part of town. And, and it's just trying to figure out and help people, which never never was the goal. Like kind of become a travel thing. Yeah. Um, you know, I never really want to deal. I don't want to compete with the travel industry as like you know trying to do that travel Oklahoma do a great job and there's all these independent visit whatever city you're at visit Guthrie does good you know and visit OKC and all these other you know they have employees and a full business I don't want to compete with that but it is nice to help out you know someone that says hey I want to go on a staycation within driving distance of whatever my town is where should I go you know and it's great 
we're in Guthrie today, it's great to say, hey, check out Dominion House, yeah. you know, because no one really knows about it unless you're in a wedding industry. Yeah. So, Best yeah. Burgers. Oh, it's so Best good. Burgers yeah. Well, you're talking about travel okay, mm-hmm. and you had a citation from Lieutenant Governor. I did, yeah. Really yeah, cool. I was, I was a, He's a great guy. It, he is a great guy. It was a good, it was a nice surprise. Excited, um, like, and I'm not the best at, like, any English and vocabulary stuff, and I was like, what, that citation's not a good thing, surely. Citation uh, can't be a bad word. Yeah. That's such an English thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was just like, oh, okay, because so his assistant sent me a message and said, hey, what's your address? I want to send you something. I was like, okay, cool. It's probably, you know, travel on the goodie bag or a sticker or whatever. And then it showed up. I was like, oh, this is like a legit document with the seal on it and his signature. And like, it's on kind of, you know, not normal white, you know, yeah. printer paper. It's on like, yeah. so I need to get it framed. Yes, um, you do. <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was really cool. And since then, you know, it, it's great to get recognition like that because it's, um, you, you realize you're doing the right thing you know it, it, it's cool when your mom tells you you're doing cool stuff and your friends are like oh you interviewed someone really cool that I yeah. you know how do you get to that person and then they're kind of jealous but when someone you know like like lieutenant governor's doing you know sends you a message and says hey this is keep doing what you're doing this is really cool we appreciate you I know it helps yeah, so that's great validation it is yeah it's nice yeah. so maybe there's a check coming next there time you know. <laughs> yeah so we always talk about community it made possible because yeah. we love people giving back to their community, volunteering, different ways you can give back to your community. Mm-hmm. Your community is largely digital yeah. and it's ginormous. It is, yeah. So how what is how does that even look for you or how are you define that cuz yeah. you know the people say I have this many friends because of social media. Mm-hmm. You know, are those really your friends? How does that work? So what does community right. look like for you? Yeah, it's it's one thing I think when I first started it was, you know, the view was as real estate let's grow in real estate and think about making money and doing my job and, and how can I put food on the table uh, so it never really was a co- it was a community focused around me basically um, which is very selfish uh, but the longer I did the podcast the more I realized that people's stories are really important I've met all these amazing people and how can I harness the people that follow and where can we point it you know like I don't really I do do some sponsored ads on the podcast, but it's, uh, I'm very, I've had people reach out, you know, hey, we'd like to put, you know, give you money to post something. And it's just not a good fit. And it's like the people who follow me do not want to care, you know, do not care about front doors or glass or window, you know, like that. No one, I don't want to post anything like that. It just doesn't fit. So I really thought about, you know, how can I use the following and we can point this in the right direction and how can it make an impact and, and, grow awareness of certain things and and that also came down to just like me as well like how can i i need to get involved with things so i can use my platform to help people so i did a podcast with a friend uh, of mine his name's jeremiah and he went to high school with my wife and my my brother-in-law and he's the assistant director of the children's hospital foundation doing awesome he's 28 29 years old and he's like he's very good at what he does like to be where he's at at his age he's worked very hard and i said to him i said do you guys have a kind of like a young professionals board or a leadership class you know how can i help and he said oh we have a they call it an innovative innovative board basically young professionals thing i said great how can i apply um so i got onto that and i've been working with them for for this whole year sadly fundraising in covid is not fun so it's been it's been hard but it's it's worth it um so we're doing stuff with children's hospital foundation and then because i got onto that that i was like oh great like i have all this time you know how what else can i get involved in so i got to um a lady who used to work at SNU recognized my name and knew that I did the podcast and she reached out and she works for the regional food bank of Oklahoma. And I had a really good friend of mine from college who was on my golf team, went to their leadership class last year. So I applied to that and I got onto that as well. So those are the two that I'm kind of helping out and like really using the platform to, you know, uh, hunger act this month, September is, um, I think it's hunger action month something like that i'm probably butchering the name of it but just raising the awareness of like you know especially during covid the the kids that can't go to school they're not getting their meals they're not getting their backpacks with their food in it they don't eat on the weekends you know the homeschool thing's not working um so really helping out through that and raising awareness through that 
because unless someone tells you, we don't really think about that stuff, right? It's not, you know, you, you don't see that stuff on your social media ads. You don't see the food bank spending money to say, hey, like we want money from you because mm -hmm. there's kids are starving in your own town. Mm -hmm. um, it's kind of stuff that we would find in person or, you know, you see flyers. But if people aren't going out, no one's seeing it and the awareness isn't there. So thankfully, I have a platform that I can share the awareness of that. Uh, and then a, another friend of mine asked me if I wanted to apply for Leadership Oklahoma City. And there's... Leadership Oklahoma City, and there's there's a few that Leadership Edmond has one, and different cities have one, and then the biggest one would be Leadership Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. So that's a kind of year process, and it's I applied and I got into that as well recently. So I don't think that's been officially announced yet, but I got my acceptance letter three weeks ago. So I was really excited about that. I didn't think that um, like everyone else that's on it is a very successful business orientated and i'm like i just a welsh guy as a podcast <laughs> uh, but it's really cool to do that and i get to, i'm looking forward to that to learn so much more about you know what's going on in Oklahoma City and how to tap into the right people and and that's all it is isn't it it's finding the right connections so that we can ask the right questions to the right people so we can get an answer and help people out mm -hmm. um and you know helping kids find food a basic need is is pretty important to to most people uh and especially when you dive into the uh the research of the cognitive stuff you know like they, they're underdeveloped the brains are underdeveloped because they're not eating what's well, so simple like why are you not you know like just having a meal helps you in class or so yeah we things can go a long way by doing that so that's growing the awareness through this is Oklahoma for Children's Hospital Foundation and then Regional Food Bank is that's kind of the way that I've used my following to give back so I love that because being involved in your community for you mm -hmm. it's very different because it's mainly digital yeah although the boards you're going to be in yeah sometime you're gonna oh, be we, we haven't met in person yet yeah, so it's more Zoom. <laughs> lots of Zoom. lots of Zoom. yeah but you're using your time yeah because a lot of people we we have this box of what giving back to our community means and it means writing a check yeah and sometimes writing a check is the easy way out yeah and mm -hmm. then, and hopefully by you giving your t most people giving their time that's going to follow yeah you know because you believe in what you're doing yeah but that to me giving of your time and using your platform mm -hmm. those are big things yeah it's those a lot of really fun big things. yeah and it, i mean it's i've i kind of come from my aunt growing up she worked for a charity back home uh she had two kidney transplants by 30 i think oh so yeah so i kind of grew up around her working for the kidney wales foundation so i got a little bit of kind of experience in the nonprofit world and trying to raise money and I can't imagine how hard it is for people out here trying to... I mean, right now we're trying to have an event to raise money for the Children's Hospital Foundation and we're doing a drive-in. And trying to negotiate that is... I mean, it's not fun, but it, it's something. It's better than not doing anything. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's... It. I mean, just it just feels good to give back, doesn't it? If, if people, like, if you've done it, you realize the high you get from giving yeah. doesn't matter if it's giving the guy on the street who's selling a magazine two dollars to buy a magazine or just kind of writing a check we all need everybody needs the world needs the all of those people you know if, if you can only write a check then write a check but if you can donate two or three hours a week mm -hmm. and go to the you know and serve food or go somewhere then we will needs more of that across Absolutely. the board so Absolutely. yeah and it's like you said it's feels so great it does there's something yeah. about that mm -hmm. it's like stepping off your bike from a hundred mile ride <laughs> one day one yeah day. <laughs> across that finish line yeah getting a big hug from bobby across there that finish go. line I love it. so in all your networking mm -hmm. clearly you have like you said you have a huge following um, and just getting to know people in the different boards you serve on yeah what, what companies or businesses do you see that are really doing some cool things yeah in communities um god there's a lot actually people it's great because people like it's good to give back now right it's kind of like popular so like companies are trying to outdo each other oh, which is awesome mm -hmm. like competition is great mm -hmm. um i don't know if there's one real company that stands out uh but just people who i think oklahoma is good at giving in general um so it's just finding the right way to give back which is obviously something that you know a lot about yeah. with everything that you guys do yeah. um i don't know i'm trying to think of, of something that really kind of stands out the people that i've um you know been around 
Uh, or even individuals. Anybody yeah. Anybody that you see that's making a difference. Yeah. There's so many. I know. It's hard. Which, to yeah, like this, there's, there's so many because people are doing great things. There's, yeah. I'm trying to think of the people that, um, I, I think I, I've had two people on the, on the podcast who are totally different ends of the spectrum. One of them's a professional athlete, has over a million social media followers, and is at the top of her game. And for her just to acknowledge someone and reply to something on social mm-hmm. media goes so far and she is you know like that and when when we interviewed her and i was talking to her after we recorded i said what you know what do you get the most feedback on and it's taking time for her to literally just reply to someone's comment and you know you think about your idol and if your idol replies to you you like it's made your day so that would be for her, you know, like on her scale of being a professional athlete, having over a million, mm-hmm. you know, like I, our Instagram's at 40,000 right now and my phone goes off all the time. I can't mm-hmm. imagine what it's oh, like yeah. if you have a million followers. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's a busy phone. Yes, it is. Um, but so there was that, that one. And then to the totally other end of the spectrum, there was a guy who um, owns, a, owns a business in town. His business has nothing to do with his passion. His passion's horses and horse therapy. And he gives back by um, training disabled kids horse therapy. Mm-hmm. And he, it's not covered by insurance. He charges enough money to, to like make sure the horses are taken care of, but he doesn't, you know, he, he's kind of in, he could charge a lot more because he's the only one doing it, but he doesn't because that's not why he does it. Mm-hmm. And watching him give back and like he was showing me videos after we recorded a podcast of like this four-year-old child riding this horse screaming and laughing her head off and the parents like crying their eyes out because the kids like the kid wouldn't open up right the kid was kind of reserved and would sit there and now like they're learning and learning to to converse and be social by horses which is amazing so you have to those completely different ends of the spectrum but those two really stand out and they're not companies they're just kind of people no, but, but that's great yeah it takes the individual everyone can do something yes for yeah. sure and and you know you go back to the woman who's responding on social media that it's not a huge thing it no it's not take her a lot of time mm-hmm. but it's those little things yeah they make definitely. a difference they really do yeah i don't think that we give that as much value as we should so yeah well, aim today, like writing a handwritten note to somebody, sending it in the mail, and you know, Hedy does a great he's job of that, of right? He is the king he of the is. handwritten notes. But <laughs> even if it comes from someone that you know, Hedy's known for it now. But if you're not known for it and you do it as well, it still goes a long way. Might go even further if you're not known mm-hmm. for it. So just instead of texting someone or calling someone and just mm-hmm. grabbing an envelope, you know, if dropping it off yourself in their mailbox. I don't know if you're allowed to do that, but just put it on their front porch, like just. Yeah tape it to their front door mm-hmm. just says you know one sentence or whatever it is like it goes a really long way it does just showing so. somebody that they matter yeah yeah it's awesome I so so give me your 30 second however actually however long <laughs> I always say 30 seconds but shout out motivation call to action what yeah. would you say what would I say um go follow regional food bank and get involved they, they need some they need some things right now um just with get kids getting back to school and uh, that would be the only one they they really need help and children's hospital foundation they do a lot of good things to raise money and if you're you know if your kid's sick or you have sick kids that are sick they are doing a lot the money that they raise they bring in doctors from all over the country to live in oklahoma and specialize in things we don't have here mm-hmm. that's awesome um but stuff that can really i mean both of those can have an impact um but yeah the the food bank stuff it's i mean kids should have food you know like you know, and there's a story that they tell a lot with the food bank is that they went on a retreat somewhere and, and then they had fresh fruit and produce and stuff for the kids. And this girl opened up her kind of bag that she was given and said to the, the one of the people there, you know, what is this? And it was a peach. And she's like, well, what is this? And the guy's like, oh, it's, you know, it's a peach. And she's like, no, peaches come in cans. And she'd never had a fresh peach, you know, like the mm-hmm. there's no like you never ever had a fresh peach mm. so yeah just regional food bank oklahoma they everything you know and it, it doesn't matter how much it is just help out so if you want to get involved we can reach out to me reach out to the food bank we can find somewhere to put your dollars or even you to to you know with covid it's obviously a little different but there are ways to help out mm-hmm. so yeah so those how do people find you find me 
uh find my my personal instagram i think it's just mike hearn underscore on instagram and then my this is oklahoma it's just this is oklahoma and then the website this is oklahoma dot media so because dot com was taken by somebody i don't know who i know yeah i have to find them and take it back um but yeah pretty much and if you have any questions about podcasting real estate whales golf anything reach out so okay yeah awesome. well thanks for taking the time i appreciate, I it. appreciate it yeah thank you so much yeah. and listeners thank you for joining us today for another episode of conversations around good and made possible by we love sharing stories of good we love to make good laughs so thank you for joining us and we'll see you next time thank you for listening in on another conversation around good go ahead and hit that subscribe button so we can continue to provide you conversations that are inspirational the businesses we serve love to give back to their communities with their time product and cash and this is so rewarding for them but it's not easy go to made possible by dot us to see how we do it